I was just so curious what was happening behind the scenes, like not only in my own life and why I kept repeating the same patterns, why I kept putting myself in toxic relationships, why I kept fighting with my parents when I went home and turned into a different person like or revert back to my old ways, even though I've done all this healing. Like there's just so many things I was like, why, why? Like I'm just such a curious person. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of Evolve and Unite Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. What is up, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the very first episode of the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. You have no idea how freaking excited I am for this and also equally shitting my pants at the same time. I actually just posted on my stories that this launch of this podcast has opened up so many different childhood wounds, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But in this episode, I'm going to be going over what this podcast is, what you can expect, who am I? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And I'll share with you the ins and outs of my healing journey that has actually led me to creating this podcast. So some of you might have listened to my last podcast where I was co-hosting it with my good friend Serena Inman, and that was last year. And, you know, life just kind of steered us in different directions, and I kind of put podcasting in the back burner. But it's been something that I've been wanting to get back into, but I'm a generator in human design. So if things aren't lighting me up and it feels like a chore, it literally drains me. So I wanted to wait until the time was right. And I was just super excited about it. And by the time you listen to this episode, it's October 25th, which is my freaking birthday. So I figured what better time to launch this podcast than on my birthday. So Hello, hi, I'm so excited that you're here. And this podcast, what you can really expect from it in every single episode are tactical tips and trainings and tools and insights that you can implement and integrate into your own life, relationships, and business. The way that I see life and the way that I work with my clients is that I don't just look at the different components of their life and just work on that. I see them as a whole. So you're not just your business. You're not just your relationships. You're accumulation of all of that. So all the things that are going on in your personal life, your relationships, your business, your finances, your mental health, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial health, all of that affects you. And that will simultaneously affect all these different parts of your life. Does that make sense? So this podcast is very holistic, if you will, because I don't want to just touch on one area. I want to touch on all the areas because all the areas affect you and they affect each other. So I'm really freaking excited about this podcast because In the times that I've struggled the most in my own life, in my personal relationships, toxic relationships, relationships with my family, abandonment issues, um, business, career, just any time I've ever struggled in any area of my life, I felt so alone. 
And I didn't really feel like people understood me, not my coaches or mentors or anything. And at this time, I didn't really hear or see many people talk much about childhood wounds or generational trauma. And the reason why this podcast exists is because childhood wounds and generational trauma are two of the very things that have impacted my life the most. It's caused my self-sabotaging behaviors. It's caused my self-worth issues, self-esteem issues, codependency issues, just all the things that we'll be able to dive into on this podcast later on. But to give you a little bit of a snippet of who I am and, you know, I feel like we're all like what I call onions and we have so many layers. So I'm going to do my best to kind of keep it short and sweet because you're going to get to know me in the future episodes to come. Episode number two is actually all about generational trauma and I'll be sharing more about my family history that has led me to where I am today. And you're going to be able to take so much out of that. But Hi, I'm Evelyn Huynh, and I actually started in the entrepreneurial space back in 2015 as a personal trainer and fitness coach. But before that, as a child, I grew up as a first-generation Asian-Canadian. So my family immigrated and sought refuge from communist Vietnam. That's where they came from. And honestly, it's a freaking wild story. So my aunt came to Canada on a boat at 14 years old and essentially brought the rest of my family over. So that's kind of the origins of Evelyn, if you will. And so I'm born and raised in Ottawa, Canada. Nobody knows where that is, but it is the capital of Canada. And growing up, my parents really didn't have much money, like literally slim to nothing. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked and provided for the family with the little income that he had. Like we found his pay stubs from when I was a child and I'm like, that was all you're making. I think he was making like less than eight bucks an hour in software. It's insane. So growing up, you know, when it comes to food and all those different things, my parents could only afford what they could. So I grew up eating ramen, rice, soy sauce, frozen meals, all those different things. And here's the thing about Chinese Vietnamese culture is that they don't really know how to express love and affection Like my parents never said I love you because also there's a language barrier. My mother tongue is Cantonese and they're not physically affectionate either. It's literally survival. So their way of providing love is through food. So if you didn't die, like that's love. You know what I mean? Back in the day, or when I say back in the day, back in Vietnam, in communist Vietnam, the government literally owns you. You don't, you only eat as much as they kind of give you. And so- A lot of babies die from malnourishment and so it makes sense, right? Like your family just feeds you and they want to keep you alive and that's love. And so I struggled with my weight my entire life and I severely struggled with depression, anxiety. I struggled with self-harm and even suicidal ideation when I was a young kid. Like I just remember bouncing around from different schools due, due to my parents' work and I'm Chinese, Vietnamese, and I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. So physically, I stood out and I wasn't like the others. You know, I had black hair. I had dark brown eyes. I wasn't blonde. I, you know, just everything was so different. And here's the thing about a lot of us who grows up in first generation households is that you don't really feel like you belong anywhere. At home, 
I was too Western for my parents because I'm learning things in a Western school. And then I go to school and I don't fit in because I have all these cultural values and ways that I've been taught to interact with people. You know what I mean? So I've just always had an identity issue as a child and, you know, parents feeding me food and eating not the healthiest foods led me to a lot of weight problems. And it's so sad to think about because when I look back at my old photos and videos, I'm like, I wasn't even that chubby. Like, yeah, I wasn't a stick thin kid, but I also wasn't chubby. So to to think about how much I got bullied for my weight, it makes me so sad for little Evelyn. And I'm sharing this all with you because I'm sure many of you resonate with this where you have either been so beat on as a child or you beat yourself up and you look back and you're like, I didn't deserve any of that. Like, what did I do to deserve that? So when you struggle with suicidal ideation and you just come to terms with the fact that you don't even want to live or be alive anymore and there's this little voice inside of you that's like, you're meant for more, like your time is not up and It's funny because the universe sent me all these tiny little like bits and pieces to kind of keep me going, right? I was 16 years old and this was when I was struggling the most. And I remember getting a job at Danny Leather. So it was a leather store, like real leather. And I remember being the youngest kid there. And I remember the manager even saying, oh, by the way, we don't hire anybody from seasonal. So I was only seasonal, I was stocking shelves and you know, doing price tags and stuff. And once seasonal was over, surprisingly, they loved having me there. So they kept me on and I ended up working there for a few years. I was one of the top associates. Mind you, I was 16 years old selling like $900 leather jackets. Everybody else was 24 years and older. And so I was working about 30 hours a week at this leather store and then going to school and just doing my homework, kind of wanting to not be known because I was bullied for so many years that I just like didn't want to like show my face like I wanted to just be as invisible as possible and there's a lot of things that I'm like missing here but I will be sharing it more in depth in future episodes like bullying and having my parents separate and going to a different school like yada yada yeah so I'm just kind of giving you the cliff notes right now. And so here I am working at this leather store. And for the first time in my entire life, I realized that, holy shit, there's so much more to life than just all these problems that we have as teenagers, right? As teenagers, we're thinking about why does nobody love me? Why don't I have any friends? Why don't guys think I'm beautiful? Why don't I have any X, Y, and Z, da, da, da. But then I was hearing all these people talk about like bills and rent and these like real life adult issues. And I actually got excited about life. Like it made me realize that life is so much more than just the problems we have when we're in high school. And that was like one of the first things that got me motivated to finish school so that I could get the fuck out of there. And after I left, everything really started to change. I wanted to feel better in my body. And so my parents actually got me a gym membership at this It was like a hotel, but because it was a little bit more expensive, most of the kids at my school were going to more of like a commercial gym. So I went to this hotel gym that was all, you know, older people. And I started working out. I started taking care of myself. And as cheesy as it sounds, I really found myself through fitness and fitness literally saved my life. And that's a whole journey on its own. And I have lots of YouTube videos documenting that. 
But that's when I kind of dabbled into fitness and health. And I knew how good it made me feel. And I was so excited about the progress that I was making that I wanted to bring everyone into the fitness world with me. So in university slash college, I had a best friend and I would bring her to the gym and we would go to the gym together. And it was through seeing her body transform and seeing her begin healing her relationship with herself and her body that I was like, I want to do this. Like I just had this massive passion to help people. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to become a personal trainer. Mind you, when I was a child, I actually wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a counselor. And then I quickly realized (laughs) when I was actually in school that I suck at science. Like I was not good at chemistry or biology. So I was like, okay, this is clearly not the career field for me. So I became, I worked my way up to becoming a personal trainer. I was one of two student trainers. Everybody else, they wanted to make sure that they were like older. So that was really like my first step into this like entrepreneurial, like working for myself type space. From there, I ended up starting my own personal training business. I became a pole fitness instructor and it was just like, oh, like this is so good. Like I love helping people transform their bodies. And it got to the point where I finished school and a lot of people that were seeing me post about fitness results in my clients didn't live near me. So they kept asking me, Evelyn, like, do you do coaching anywhere else? And at that point, online coaching wasn't really a thing. And I didn't really know how to navigate that because I loved being in person with my clients and molding their bodies to the correct form. And so I came across my first ever business coach and business mentorship program where they were teaching fitness coaches how to make money online. And I was like, oh, let's put eight grand into this and see where this goes. And that's when I really started getting into the online space in 2017. So I my first dabble into entrepreneurship and business and working with people was in the fitness and health industry. And at this time, I am having amazing results with clients. Like 100% of my clients were seeing results within the first week. I was running fitness challenges, group programs, private coaching. And it really got to the point where people were like, Evelyn, how do I do what you do? How do I grow my business online? How do I make money? How do I help my clients see results? And that's when I naturally progressed into doing business coaching. And I never really thought that I would be a business coach. I didn't go to school for business. I studied linguistics and sociology. So there was a lot of imposter syndrome that kind of came about. But I remember my first client, she was the one who was literally begging me to coach her. And I remember charging her stupid low. And it was just me sharing with her all the things that have worked for me and kind of coaching her through that process. And then she started seeing results. And then more and more people started to come. And that's when I kind of... I guess, quote unquote, retired from personal training and fitness coaching and stepped more into business coaching. And so it started with business coaching for fitness and health coaches. And then that naturally progressed to business coaching all types of entrepreneurs and coaches and leaders. And now here's where things really start to shift. In this entire time that I'm working with people in the fitness and health industry, in business coaching, they're seeing results. I take results with my clients very seriously. But what I started to notice was that clients would see the results 
and then they would go back to square one. So for example, and this wasn't even just in my own world, but it was also what I saw around me. And this also happened with me. You would lose the weight and then you would gain it all back. You would have the big launches, make all this money, and then you would spend it all. And people would just feel like they're back at square one. Like what good is making money if you literally have nothing to show for it at the end of the day? And what was really interesting was that there was a lot of mirrors in my own life with what I was seeing in the coaching space. So like I mentioned, I have been working my entire life. I started babysitting when I was 13 years old. I was working at a leather store at 16. Like I was bringing in a lot of money as a 16 year old because it was a commission based job. My paychecks were sometimes $900. And at this time, I just remember thinking to myself, how have I been working my entire life and making money and I literally have no money in savings? And that was a theme for my life for most of my entrepreneur career. Like I would have 20, 30, $50,000 launches and I would literally spend the money just as quickly as I would have made it. And I'm like, what the F is going on? I would make $200,000 in a year And then at the very end of the year, I look at my profit and loss statement and I'm like, how on earth did I only profit $2,000? It just didn't make sense to me because I wasn't blowing my money on, you know, things that didn't like I wasn't blowing my money on Gucci bags or purses and things. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it wasn't like I was spending it on material things. I was actually investing the money back into my business or what I thought I was. So I would be hiring $5,000 business coaches and this program and that program. And I'm like, (laughs) like just starting to beat myself up hard at this point. And I'm like, what is going on? And it was almost like this pattern, this subconscious pattern that kept happening. And it was driving me insane because I kept like I was succeeding. But then at the same time, I also felt like a failure. And that, you know, the accumulation of me going through my own shit in my own business and then seeing this happen in the coaching space with clients around me, I was like, there's something here. Business coaching was no longer fulfilling me. I didn't feel like I was actually making a difference in this world by coaching people in their business. Like, yes, making money is great, but what good is that money if it's not, if, if you just spend it all and, and you feel like you're going, you're back at square one. So that's when the birth of Evolve with Evelyn coaching really came about. And I started really looking at beneath the surface. Here, here's the thing about that I feel about the coaching space is that it's all about putting band-aids on problems, right? You go to a coach and you're like, I'm struggling with showing up on social media and they'll just like tell you that you have like a mindset issue. But what we don't realize is that there's so much shit that happens beneath the surface that no one ever talks about because most people don't work through their own shit. So I, my whole philosophy in life is like, I will go first. Like I will go through the trenches first so that I can give you the roadmap and help you overcome, like get through the trenches a lot quicker and easier than I did. So as I was going through my own healing journey, I kind of started noticing these patterns that were happening all around me and the common denominator that were sabotaging people's success that was making them really feel like they were failing or falling behind or not able to succeed as quickly or as consistently as they want to were deep rooted limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging behaviors, toxic beliefs 
patternings, habits, all these things that happen at the subconscious level. And when I really started learning about this, I was like, oh, I want to geek out over this. And that's when I got my certifications in neurolinguistic programming practitioner, clinical hypnotherapy, time techniques, emotional freedom techniques, and life and success coaching. And since then, I am now a not only a master practitioner, but I'm also a trainer of NLP, hypnotherapy, etc. So I actually certify people in this work now. So I really made it a, a goal of mine to learn all the ins and outs of the subconscious mind because I was just so curious what was happening behind the scenes, like not only in my own life and why I kept repeating the same patterns, why I kept putting myself in toxic relationships, why I kept fighting with my parents when I went home and turned into a different person like or revert back to my old ways even though I've done all this healing like there's just so many things I was like why why like I'm just such a curious person and then I started noticing these in my clients and that is what brings us into like 20 end of 2020 end of 2020 beginning of 2021 where I was like I'm officially retiring out of business coaching and calling myself a business coach and I'm stepping into inner child healing life coaching so I'm essentially a transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. I still coach my clients on, you know, success principles and things in their business if they are entrepreneurs, but I don't necessarily call myself a business coach. As an entrepreneur, business will always have a place in my heart, but my main focus and passion and work in this world is truly the inner child and generational trauma healing. So that's really a little bit about me, um, the Cliff Notes version, if you will. And so that's also why I do what I do because I've just seen so many parallels in my own life. And when I work with clients, the reason why my clients have such high success rates when I work with them now, or just even (laughs) the last few years is because I can relate to them. Vulnerability is not something that I'm scared of now. I used to be terrified of it, but now I'm not. And so I think in healing my own wounds and being so vulnerable with myself, with my audience and with my clients, there's this level of relatability and safety that they feel with me. And through vulnerability is where transformation really gets to happen. And I just, I love this shit. And I'm so thankful that you're here and on this journey with me to, you know, dive into this stuff a little bit more and a little bit deeper. It's, it's so wild what inner child healing really does for us. I can share with you all the million things, but I'll kind of end off this episode with this. When I started looking at the shit that I felt the most ashamed of, the things that I felt the most guilt, the things that I was hiding or felt like I needed to push away was my experience with substance abuse, my toxic relationships, my friendship wounds, my like relationship with my identity and, you know, the shame that I felt about being Chinese, Vietnamese, the racial trauma that I've experienced, all of these things that I thought I could just keep pushing away that if I didn't look at it and pushed it into my closet that I never would have to. And what inspired all of this stuff that's happening right now with this podcast and talking about this is my own journey. Like I know firsthand what it's like to continue pushing your shit away until you can't anymore. And last year I had this big ass spiritual awakening 
um, I not only got COVID, but I was staying with some family members and a lot of childhood trauma came up to the point where I couldn't even run my business anymore. I was crying almost every second day. It was it was traumatic. And I got to the point where I needed to take like six, seven months off my business. I'm not someone who prioritizes profits over people. So when I don't feel like I'm able to work with a client or energetically hold space for them, I just can't in my integrity work with them. So I basically let all my clients end and I relied on savings from like July all the way till November and I just focused on healing. And I don't want anybody to have to get to that point where you push away your shit so much and you keep trekking through life only until you can't push it away anymore and it comes up and you are forced to deal with it. But if you consistently work through the things that come up and allow yourself to process things, then you're not going to have to fall into my position and take six to seven months off your business and feel like a fucking failure, feel like you're being knocked down to rock bottom and then have to build yourself back up. Like literally end of last year was one of the hardest experiences ever. I went home to literally just to visit my family, but then we went into lockdown. And so my three, like two, three month, visit back home in Canada ended up being 10 and a half months. So more childhood trauma came up for me to heal from. And I got to a point where I almost like threw my hands up and was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm going to go get a job somewhere where I don't have to stress about where money is coming in, etc. Like I almost gave up on my business. And at this time, I was also struggling with anxiety and depression all over again. I went weeks without showering. I could barely get out of bed. And I was also high every day. I was high from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to bed. And I just was in a really, really dark place. And I was still numbing my emotions. I was still numbing my pain. All this shit was not only coming up to heal, but then I was still numbing it with substance use, substance abuse, substance dependency, and it was just, bro, I'm telling you, I do not want anyone to be in the place that I was in. And that's what happens when you push away and continue suppressing things that are coming up to be healed. And that's precisely why this podcast exists. That's why if you look on any of my social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok, I talk so much more about inner child and generational trauma healing. I talk about childhood wounds. I talk about toxic relationships. I talk about substance abuse. It's not easy, but these are all the types of content that I wish I would have seen or could have seen years ago because my life would have been, it would look a completely different way. Let's just say that. So I am going to end this podcast off here before I continue rambling. So if you've been listening to it all the way to this to now, I just want to tell you how much I love you and appreciate you. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would love, love, love if you could leave me a review on iTunes podcast. I don't even know. What do they call it? Um, Yeah, if you could leave me a review and just let me know your thoughts, any comments, any breakthroughs, any aha moments. I am doing a special giveaway. So 
When you leave a review and email my team at info at evolvewithevelyn.com, you'll be entered in to win a spark session, which is my signature inner child and generational trauma healing session. So I'm so excited for this little community that we're building on here. And I love you so much. Thank you for being here. And I'd love to hear from you. Screenshot this episode, tag me on your Instagram stories at Evolve with Evelyn, and let's connect. So I love you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.